episode 89. Wolverines! Good evening, Go Runnery fans. I'm Asus. The man on the other side of the mic is EC. How you doing, EC? Doing very well. Breaking all kinds of rules tonight. You're driving? I'm driving. I do have my my speeding my speeding monitor on though, so that's a that is a plus. My Green Road app is is popping right now, so it'll at least monitor and check my speed, so I don't get out of the uh, out of the way. But I'm I'm paying attention, but talking. Uh, took my daughter for a, a, a drive, and I've got some more stuff to pick up. So, double, double, uh, double tasking tonight. No worries, no worries. We, 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 we don't have too much to talk about EC. It's not that much on, on the docket, due to the fact that it's a painful. I mean, it wasn't painful EC, but it was a painful result. Let's get into it. Because it really is how much to talk about the game. I mean, nil nil at Watford. I mean, not at Watford. At home, home at. Against Watford. There you go. That's what I meant to say. Um, eh, we just can't score. I mean, we control the whole game, but... We, I mean... I, you just watch that match. You know, it got to the point to where... In the middle of the second half... I'm like, yeah, we're going to draw this game. I didn't, I'm like, we're not going to score. We're not, I mean, nothing's going to happen. We're just going to draw this game. I was like, I didn't know what was... You know... <laughs> I had no hope to win the match. You know, not even the Fergie time kind of, we're going to get away with it kind of, uh, you know, hope. It was just, no, yeah, it's going to be nil-nil. Because it just was not going for his easy. I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo's has been in the biggest slump probably of his life. He's never gotten this many games without scoring. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's not, I mean, maybe when he first started with Manchester, when he was only scoring, you know, you know, 11 you know, to 14 goals before he had that breakout season when he won FIFA Player of the Year. Um, or at that time was a FIFA Player of the Year. Now it's the Ballon d'Or. Um, but with Madrid, even with Juventus, I, have, I mean, who is it? Um, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, what's his, the, the other Dutch guy? Uh, De Litt came out and said, you know, he kind of warned United not to, not to st- st- steer away from um, Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, and, 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 and because, I mean, he even said, he's like, he's, he was 30, he was 30 goals for us a year. And now they're not even scoring that. So it's just one of those things like Ronaldo, it's just, what do you do with them? I mean, you're in a big conundrum, right? If you need, you need to have him on the pitch. Cause you don't know if he is going to score, but is he, is he, is he being, is he being stagnant up front? Or, I mean, again, is it the midfield's fault? I mean, after that match against Letico, I didn't see any much difference in the midfield delivery uh, between Pogba and, and Bruno. I mean, yes, we control the we control the match, but again, it was just stagnant. Um, I just don't know. You see, I, I mean, I think I suggested it to you. I was like, because Ronaldo had that one time that did that turn, and yeah, I mean, it hit the post. I mean, it, six inches in, it would have gone in. Goal score, you know, he kind of like broke his little drought. 
Uh, but it was six inches the other way, or three inches the other way, hit the goalpost and ricocheted off the goalpost and didn't score. Uh, it's just one of those things you see. What, is, what does this man need to do? To, does he, what does he need to, get to do to get out of the slump? I think for me, um, this is, and I hate to say it because I, I don't want to sound negative, but I think this is what we're going to get. Um, he had six six shots. Four of them were on target. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's getting chances. Yeah. It's not it's not like he's not getting chances. He's getting opportunities to score. He's just not putting it away. Um, Should have had an assist. Um, didn't pass it when he when he had an opening to Rashford. Um, I I honestly think it's sad to say, but it's it's almost like you know you you're watching your hero kind of age in front of you and. I've never seen him like this, just like you said. I've never seen Ronaldo stumble over a ball. I've never seen Ronaldo not be able to take a take a center back one-on-one. I've never seen him miss so many clear-cut either chances or passes. I mean, the, the one where he's in the box and he's flying through the air and it, like, hits his chest and just dribbles to Foster, That's a, he puts that away 10 times out of 10. So, you know... It's one of those things where I know, you know, he's not worried about the wages. This guy's he's good for the rest of his life. He didn't need 500, you know, grand a week. But I think it's more or less his ego saying, well, you know, we're still in physically good shape. We still look great. So we still should be able to bang goals. And it's just not happening. So I'm not going to be one of those podcast guys that calls him a bum or, mm-hmm. you know, says he's trash or any of that stuff. My thing is, it's just. At the elite level, it's not that he can't play, but if you look at the numbers, look how many times he's played 90 minutes in a row. And at his age, you know, to be playing 90 minutes back to back to back, that's not going to do anything for his body other than just wearing down. So I think it's a combination of, you know, you had the Mason situation happen, you know, that hurts. Then you have um, Tony not in form doesn't get to play over Ronaldo you send him on loan Cavani who's I'm beyond pissed off at Cavani that's a whole nother topic he plays whenever the hell he wants to play so you only have one option and so I've even heard rumors of them looking into the U23 squad uh to let to let one of their uh strikers play so United have basically went after Ronaldo which I'm not going to sit here and lie I was super happy and excited about it I'm sure you were as well but it's just not working. It's not working. Um, he, he looks slow. He looks lethargic. He looks his age. But it's it, it's not... I'm not saying he's a scrub. I hope that's not the way that it's coming across. I just think it's pa- he's past his prime in that division. He can go to MLS and kill it for at least three or four more years. And I mean destroy it for at least three or four more years. And that's professional soccer. I know it's not the best in the world. But I feel like he's at the stage where he needs to be playing in Turkey or China or MLS. I just think starting game in and game out, it's not going to work. They might look at something and say, look, why don't you run Bruno as a false nine? And maybe he comes on in the last 20 minutes as a super sub. But I just I hate to see stuff like this because this brings out all of the people that have hated on him of saying, look at him now. You know, he can't do this. He can't do the same thing with Messi. You know, Messi's at PSG. He's, He's got two goals or three or whatever. And people are hating on him. He's had a great career. So I just, I feel bad for him. I think I told you that in a text earlier this week. You know, I hope he starts hitting form. I just, it's just so hard because 
I mean, think of all the pressure that's on this guy, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you'd hope this, against the week against Man City, he, he'd rise up to the level that he needs to, like we expected him to do against Atletico, because he loves Atletico, right? He loves to play against them. He's goal-scoring record against them, and what did you come out and lay a dud? But like you say, I mean, who are we going to replace him with? Currently on the team. Marcus Rashford's no better. You know what I mean? It's, um, Tony's gone. Fortunately, Mason's going through what he is. And then, like you say, about the Cavani thing, what what is the deal with that dude? Is he just hurt? He's just, or does he not want to play? He's picking and choosing what he wants to do. I think that's, that's the thing that makes me the most upset. He's telling um, Ragnick, you know, I, I want to stay with my family. I'm not feeling good. You know, it's 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 excuse after excuse after excuse. So, for me, you know, I know he, he shouldn't get shouldn't hate on the guy because mm-hmm. he is 33 years old. But you know, I ultimately think you know when one of the other players says they want to leave, and clearly he said he wants to leave. Yeah, we we killed him. And he says he wants to go to Barca or you know wherever else he says he wants to go, and nobody says anything. So. I'm over it with him. He could he could help us. He's choosing not to, and that's his choice. But I just ultimately think that you know he, especially right now, he could really we could really use somebody like him to come in and just give Ronaldo a break. I think he just needs a break. So, you know, I hope he comes back. Hope he plays, but I'm not expecting it. I'm expecting them to run Ronaldo for 90 minutes, you know, and hopefully, especially with the derby coming up, he he performs. I, I just think this is a great opportunity for Ragnick to put him put uh, Bruno in as a false nine and just see what happens. I don't I don't think it'd be any worse. Mm. No, yeah. I think Bruno could actually finish. What Ronaldo needs to do, and I know he's not married, so he has a fiance. He needs to go to the slums of Manchester, and his his his, his fiance is going to say, you know what, you make so much money, I ain't leaving you. So you do, you have a one hall pass, and go. He needs a slumbuster, dude. He needs to go and you know tidy up with somebody. You know, this the swamp donkey, and and just bite the bullet. You know, get out of it. He needs to get out of the slump. That's it. That's it. That's it. That, you know, he's the most beautiful man in the world. You know, uh, but he need, you know he needs to be brought down to earth, and then after he brought, is brought down to earth, then he'll start scoring some goals. Let's see what happens. All right, you see. Um, Enough about. I mean, really. Again, there's really not much to talk about the Watford match, other than that it was disappointing. But there's a few things about the match that kind of caught my eye. Um, first of all, the Maguire being dropped, and I think everybody's been kind of clamoring for it. And yes, it, it, it happened. Um, but the, the excuses out of what out of what uh, Manchester's you know needs recovery or something like that. But the the, the Lindelof Varane <coughs> the Varane combination works a lot better, right? I mean, I think we both saw it. I mean, Watford really never really was much of a threat. Uh, yes, they had some couple of chances, uh, but you were you felt more confident in the back line with um, with not in the back line. I'm sorry, the back pairing of Lindelof and Varane rather than 
and Maguire being out there. And the fact that Bruno Fernandez again was given the captain's armband uh, over over uh, over Maguire because he he did not play uh, over you know the likes of what we we thought would have been De Gea or even Cristiano Ronaldo because he has you know he has put that armband on over uh, over Bruno in the past. So um, what what are your thoughts on first of all the first thing with the Maguire the Maguire not playing. I mean, ultimately, if we're being honest, and we, and you know, I've had a hard time with this because I always want my favorite players to play. But if we're being honest, he's not in good form. Like he's in horrible form. He's having a bad season, and so it's it's ultimately it's time for him to get dropped. And this is kind of what this is why I like Ragnik more and more and more because he has the guts to do this. We know Ole would have let him play through it, and he might not have ever caught form, but. That's not something Ole was worried about. That's not something that he, you know, considered. He just basically let his guys play through the pain. So for me, I like it. It shows him that you are replaceable, you are droppable, and then it shows the kids that are behind him. Uh, you know, if we get up here and even if we make a name for ourselves and become captain, it doesn't really matter because if we play bad, we're going to get dropped. So that standpoint, I love. Um, for him, for his game, it sucks. But I'm just I'm happy and excited that we finally have a coach with some cojones that's going to say, if you're not playing well, yeah. you can come ride the bench. Do you think that'll happen this weekend? <sighs> My heart tells me no. Mm-hmm. My heart tells me that what Ragnick's going to do is he's going to. Your head tells you no, call. but your heart doesn't want it. Right, right. You, you know what I mean. So, <laughs> unfortunately, I, I honestly think that. What's going to wind up happening is he's going to have a meeting with him and he's going to pull him in the office and mm-hmm. say, you know, coach, this is the Derby. This is the, you know, this is the Manchester Derby. I'm the captain. He can't leave me out. You know, a Watford was a throwaway game. And yes, we didn't win it, but that was the game that you were trying to rest me. And that's all well and good. So now that it's the Derby, you need to go ahead and give me a start. So I expect to see him out there uh, doing his thing. That's, that's my expectation. But, um, you know, hopefully he goes with his tactical mind mm-hmm. and he uh, and he doesn't get the start. You brought something up, you brought something up in the, pre, uh, pre, the pre-show meeting, you see. Uh, the Rio Ferdinand's comments regarding Maguire. That's wonderful news. Yeah, did you want me to speak on that? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. It's, uh, let's bring that up because it kind of it intertwines with the... And you tell the lady in the background, like, uh, I said hello. <laughs> She's now famous. Her name is Faith. She's helping me out. I'm trying to buy some wine and uh, can't do that without her permission tonight. <laughs> so speaking on um, McGuire, if you guys have watched, I think it's called the, the is it called the, the, the five? five? Yeah, the five. Rio? Yeah. The five. Okay. So recently on, on an episode, Rio was sitting down just basically talking about some United players. And he brought up McGuire. And he basically, it was, this is why I like this show. He wasn't talking crap. He basically just said, listen, the way that the game is played these days, it's almost impossible for him to be a productive player because he's going to have to play a high line, which is what most great teams, right? He mentioned Liverpool. He mentioned City. He mentioned Bayern Munich. They have center backs who basically play the ball and get forward. So, if you look at Harry, obviously me and you know 
he's good in the air. He's pretty strong, but his weakness is his pace. And so what he's saying is basically teams have figured out the simple fact that all you got to do is just lob it over the top of his head, no pun intended, and you'll get in. So, you know, it sucks for us because we've gone, we've basically gone all in with him, right? 80 million uh, cash paid, you know, it's all paid in full and gave him the captain's armband. And so now here he is and all of his weaknesses are coming to the, the forefront. And so it's going to be impossible for that, for you to hide that. Mm-hmm. And any of these teams, these big teams anyway, that we're playing, they got pacey strikers or pacey wingers. So he doesn't see his game matching what Ragnick wants to do. I don't see it either. Um, you know, he wants to play press. He wants to have a high line. You know, <coughs> he wants to be fast. I, I just, it just doesn't match. Um, in fact, there's a kid out of Borussia Dortmund uh, center back who they're looking at. I won't, I won't tell you the wages they want to give him, but um, they, they, they want him to come and, and do a tryout. And obviously, you know, with him knowing how, how, how united is, how popular we are, he obviously is keen to come. Uh, so they're looking at a, another center back to, uh, to possibly replace him, if not just be some more depth. Who's so, the center back? You can't just drop a little nugget like that and just, just walk away. Yeah, so let me, uh, let me pull this kid up here so you can see his name. You guys can look him up. I know they're talking about uh, Jules Conde again. They're they're kind of uh, yes, Ma- Manuel Akanji. No, the, the the I know Jules Conde out of Mon- Monaco, the one or the one from. Oh, I don't. I don't know if they're still on him or not. They're circling back. I just heard heard some comments, uh, rumors out of today. Um, but you said there's a Bruce Dortmund kid. Yes. Um, did I did I mention the name? You want me to drop the name again? Yeah, you said Manuel Akanji, right? So what are you? What, what, okay, what, I think the the juicy part was uh, the wages. What are what are the wages? You see, come on now. Yeah. So so this manual this manual Akanji kid, are basically saying that in order to get this kid, it's going to be two hundred and fifty grand a week. Damn. And so for me, you know, I have to kind of uh, eat eat humble pie. And agree with you on this one because I call it monopoly money, and you know that. But I think you know <clears> there, <throat> there there is there is something to be said for getting to the 250. You know, I I could see where Jaden Sancho comes in and he he you know deserves what he's done because he's played Champions League and mm-hmm. he's ripped up teams. I don't know who this kid is, and I know that's unfair because I don't watch German soccer, but I don't think the average fan knows who this kid is. So. The, the talks are if they can get a long-term deal, they may be able to give him 60 grand a week. But if not, then it may be 250 for a short, shorter term. So interested to see how they how they pursue that. You know, I re- I honestly feel like, you know, th- this summer for me, um, and I didn't think I was going to be saying this, but for me, I really do think that center back is going to be something they're going to have to look at. You know, Eric Bailly, we don't talk about him anymore. I don't know what the hell's going on with him. You know, Jones got a run, looked great, hadn't played since. And so you're just back to Varane, Lindelof, and then the the elephant in the room, which is Harry Maguire. So just like any other player that plays for us, you know, I'm hoping that he gets form again. I, I thought he was he did really well last season. thought he played well in the Euros. But, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, he's clearly fallen off. So mm. 
doesn't mean his career's over, but he's got to look in the mirror. And I honestly, if I don't, if I'd be shocked if I don't see him at the Etihad uh, playing this weekend. No, I mean, yeah, I think we both can agree that uh, the week off uh, and obviously all the, 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 the media speculation about, about McGuire is going to force Ragnick's hand to start the man. Uh, and I think Rio's right. Um, and it's it's kind of, it's, <clears throat> with the thing with the Rio Fernand, you see, it's kind of comforting that an ex-United captain, you know, you know, he wasn't captain very long, um, you know, because, you know, Neville had it for so long, and then Rio and Vidic, and then, you know, he, you know, after Vidic, he would fill in for Vidic. Uh, but somebody of his stature would come in and, and came in and say, yeah, this guy, I mean, he ain't cutting out. You know, and it's not so much not in those words, but overall, that's what he said. You know, it's just one of those things. It's and it, that's just so comforting because I know we always talk about ex United players not talking about the club or the current players. Uh, and Rio, I know, does it on this, on certain occasions, but also he's very tactile in the, w- the way he says it. So, and, you know, that's very comforting that you know that he has um, that he's came out and, and done that. <clears throat> What do you think about the, the, the I know we, we said it just briefly, Bruno getting captaincy over, over Ronaldo? And De Gea? I, th- I, I, I honestly think that Ragnick's looking at the future. Mm-hmm. I think I think Bruno's going to sign a contract. Obviously, he's holding out for as much money as he can get. Fair play to him for doing that. But I think he's kind of looking at things going, you know, it's going to be easier for me to tell Harry next season that you're not going to be my guy going forward and we'll roll with Bruno as the captain. Yeah. Um, just due to productivity. Now, I, listen, Bruno had a stinker over the weekend and mm-hmm. he's known to do that because, you know, he can, he can look amazing and then at the same token look bad. But I honestly think, you know, this is something that um, it's going to be a lot easier for the next gaffer that comes in. I mean, if you look at reports, you know, Ten Hag has now told his club he's leaving He's taking English lessons, and I think if, if, if he comes in and he says, look, brand new, fresh start, new things, you know, Bruno's the captain, that's what we're going to do, um, I think fans and, and the like, the team will, won't be so shocked with Bruno being the, the, the lead guy. The, 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 you see, you brought up something earlier, the inconsistency of Bruno on the play on the pitch, right? <clears throat> right. As a player, would is Bruno somebody that you'd want to follow? You know what I mean? Because that thing about the being a captain, you have to be consistent in, in what you say on the pit, outside the pitch, what you practice outside the pitch, and what you do inside the pitch. And Bruno has not been that. I don't know what he does in practice. Yeah, he, I mean, he could talk. I mean, he talk and talk, and I'm going to bring him up again here, here shortly. Um, but I mean, his play on the pitch is inconsistent, and it's not something. It's not very disciplined. And the thing that you'd want from a captain is to be disciplined. I mean, so that's why I don't think that Bruno is a good fit to be a captain. Period. You know, he's not a he's not disciplined enough to be a captain. Captain, he's not very consistent to be enough to be a captain. So if you're gonna ask, if he's gonna ask a player to buckle down and do shit, you know what I mean? And then they look at him and he's giving errant passes away, like what, seventy five percent or fifty percent of the time, then it's kind of hard to follow a man like that. No, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I mean, to your point, if that's your metric, there isn't one at the club then. No. There's no consistent, 
other, no, other than De Gea, Gea this year, other than De Gea, well, I mean, he, and, and over the longevity of his career, over the longevity of his career, that David De Gea has been that. Other than last year, I think we can say last year that he was a stinker. I mean, that's it, pretty much. I, I would say two years, but I agree with you. If you're if you're looking at their totality of their Manchester United career, mm-hmm. it's definitely David. But I think the problem with David <laughs> is you can't control what he's going to say. And United, they need unfortunately they are with marketing and everything else they need a puppet to speak after the game they just do that's just the way that they down i know you heard fred's comments uh i i felt like it was so refreshing to hear fred say that um but i guarantee you won't hear fred in front of a mic for quite some time <laughs> um you know one of the things that you know for me when you hear these players start speaking about what goes on behind the scenes and i don't know if you've had a chance to listen to wayne rooney's uh documentary yet Mm. But it's telling. It's very telling, and it's it just gives me the chills because it, it gives me that hope of knowing that if these people at the top leave, things could be completely different. So, you know, I, I'm looking at it, and I, I, I agree with you, but I, I also think, and I know you agree, if we're looking for a consistent player at United, they're, they're literally – you know, if over the past decade, mm-hmm. it would probably be David DeGea. That would probably be the only person that would probably be able to wear that wristband, that armband. So I think what Bruno, what he brings is an excitement, is a passion, mm-hmm. is a player who can put up good numbers. But you're going to have to just swallow the fact that every once in a while he's going to give you a stinker and you're going to wonder why the hell is he the captain. So I don't think it's a bad shout. I really don't. I mean, I, at least... I know he's going to press. I know he's going to play hard. I know he's going to try to do things. And maybe, maybe if Ragnick's looking at things and saying, how can I rest my, my 37-year-old striker? You know, maybe he's smart enough to go 4-3-3 and play Bruno at a false nine, where I honestly think with him having the ability to score and having mm-hmm. the ability to make assists, uh, I think that'd be the best thing for him. So, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think he will, but I think, you know, that would be the most logical explanation or reason, um, you know, for me as to why he's wearing that captain's armband while Harry's uh, on the bench. Yeah, I mean, again, I just have to – he's not somebody that – your leader has to be somebody you want to follow, you know what I mean? And if he's fucking up and he's telling, you know, he's you know, you know, he's not producing on the pitch, how can you follow a guy like that? Just like Harry, right? Nobody respects Harry in the in the club. I don't think anybody does. You know what I mean? Not even the young kids. You know? I mean, hell, the young kids don't even respect Cristiano Ronaldo, if the reports are correct, right? Of uh, the advice that he was trying to tell young players, he didn't really point anybody out, but you know, I mean, it's just the the culture of the club is just horrible. And speaking of Bruno, I agree. The, 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 speaking of the Bruno again, you see. And it goes to the captaincy, the captaincy thing again. I'm sick and tired. I'm very sick and tired for these players to come out week in and week out when they put up a stinker to give. Oh, we need to try our best. You know, we need to put up. We need to do better. You know, we. You know, for the fans, we need to do this. We need to do that. And then they come out and they play like they play. It's you know it's it. It's disingenuous, in my opinion, and Bruno did that after the match, right? He, you know, after his, you know, or he gave a, I don't know if it's a day or two, but his comments, and in, 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 in a nutshell, there were, we need to do better. 
Well, no shit. I mean, duh. You know what I mean? Duh. We wouldn't be, you know, I think we're still in fourth, but yet with Arsenal with three games in hand, you know, there's still more than likely we're not going to get top four. And duh, you give you, you go nil-nil against, you leave table, you, you leave points on the table against Watford. How many draws have we had in the past, in the past uh, two months, you see? I mean, we had two wins, I believe. I don't mean draws and a loss. And now we're going against the big boys. We're going against uh, Man City, Tottenham, Liverpool. I mean, and then this whole thing, oh, we need to do our best. And then it reminds me of this quote. I mean, you remember The Rock? You, you, you seen the movie The Rock with the Sean Connery and the Nicolas Cage? Yes. Remember when um, him and Nicolas Cage were there? They're about to go attack. I think the, one of the first attack scenes, right? And Sean Connery and, and Nicolas Cage is like, you know, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. And then, um, and then Sean Connery goes, and then Nicolas Cage goes, "Well, I'll do my best." And then Nick, and Sean Connery turns to him and he goes, "You're best. You're <laughs> best." He's a. Losers always, he's a losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. You know, that's the whole thing. It's like you're a loser, man. You're a fucking loser, Bruno. You're a loser. A whole, a whole, every fucking guy on the team is a loser because they try their best. And you know what? Your best ain't cutting it, especially against the lower level league teams. I'm sorry, I said it. You know, I, I know deep and deep down inside these are world class players, but. Unfortunately, I, I want to label them as losers. They're losers. L L seven weenies, like uh, like Squint's Paladora said. You're an L seven weenie. You're a square. You're a loser. Well, I don't think they're losers, but I definitely think that finishing is something that they're having some issues with. And I'm not going to compare uh, Ragnick to. Uh, to um to whom Klopp. but i will say that Klopp, when he first got to Liverpool, <coughs> if you look back and i and i only know this because i was looking at a, a video earlier this week he was kind of doing the same thing if you look at our stats over the last three games mm-hmm. 92 chances created three goals scored and that's kind of the same thing with Klopp. he was creating chances getting into uh, areas he needed to get into but not finishing and so you just have to go get the players that can do that so, you know, I think we're we're getting better. I think our style of play is better. But I agree with you. You know, the players, when they're put in those positions, Ragnick said it. He said, when you have six or seven clear chances and you don't make them, what else can a coaching staff do? So he's he, for me, is – I. it's perfect because, like I told you before, you want a coach to be able to call the guys out, but it doesn't have to do it by name. He doesn't have to shame anyone. But we all know what he's saying. Mm-hmm. He's saying I did the I practiced with the guys. I told them what formation to be in. I told them what position to be in. They did everything I asked them to do. They got right there. I can't kick the ball in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. Too old, too slow. I can't do it. But they can. They're getting paid tons of money. They're practicing every week. Greatest athletes in the world. They got to put these chances away. So. I love what he's doing. You know, I, I think that they're going in the right direction. I just hope uh, that things at the top can change. I mean, that's all anybody can hope for is that the things at the top change hmm. and football people make football decisions. 
Well, you see, good way to segue on seg segue 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 on the next topic because you, you you bring up uh, at the top. Uh, what do you what do you think about Mister uh, John Murtaugh's or Mister Murtaugh's comments? I guess it was not a State of the Union address uh, like our president had on Tuesday, but it was kind of you know you know telling people about you know what's going to happen with the club. I mean, in just they're just are they hollow? You know, so it, what it's like, what did he say? Let me, let me read it. I've had it up, pulled up here real quick. Um, okay. He said, I think the, the outline, the, the kicker of the thing that kind of laughed was the fact that he said, uh, where are we at? Our central objective at, at as a football club and as we focus on building a winning culture to achieve it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else? He says, overall, while we have there, uh, there's potential to further improvement and progress, we do feel that we are now in the right structures in place across men's, women's, and the academy team to support long-term success. And we will continue working relentlessly and investing to achieve that. Uh, do you... Do you call bullshit on this on this uh, this hollowed uh, um, uh, statement, or do you think that um, you think that Mr. Murtaugh is going to be able to turn around? I I think the statement's one hundred percent BS, but I I I think if he can do any of those things, in fair play, I you can't do thirteen years of crap, whatever we wanted, you know, just no, basically no trophies under Woodward, and then say okay. Now that he's gone, now things are going to be better. It takes time. It takes the right coaching staff. Uh, it takes the right people who are in recruiting. It takes the right, you know, captain, uh, the coach. Mm -hmm. There's a lot they've got to work on. And you know, I'm not saying that they're 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 miles off from getting maybe say a consistent run in Champions League, but I think they want to get the club back to where they were, which is winning titles, and I think they're very far off from doing that. I don't think I don't see that happening anytime soon. Mm -hmm. uh, up until I see Liverpool start to fall off, meaning you know Mo Salah starts to get old, uh, you know Mane starts to get old. You know, are they going to give him the three hundred grand he wants, three fifty, whatever it is? Um, with City, they just chop and change. So I, you know. They're kind of like a plug-and-play. You know, Chelsea are young. If they ever get a striker, they're probably going to be nice. And then even Arsenal, who basically said, you know what, we're going to rip it up and start off with the kids, and that's what they're basically winning with, they're going to be a force for a long time, especially if those kids ever turn out. I mean, they're, they're looking good right now. So, yes, the statement, it's all PR. It's supposed to sound good. I'm sure a lot of people ate it up and loved it, but... I think the real ones like yourself listened to it, said, okay, show me. Talk a good game. Show me exactly what you're going to do, starting with the transfer window, starting with are you going to name a coach, starting with are we going to have someone that's a football director that knows football. Those are all things we would love to see. We haven't seen in years. <clears throat> We've seen a captain running the club. We've seen people come into the club for T-shirt sales. We've seen people come into the club and be captains and not play very well. We've seen coaches come, coaches go. All these different things have been happening 
since Sir Alex Ferguson has left, we need some consistency. I think that's the key word that I think everyone, I know myself, I'm dying for, is to see some consistency at the club. So we'll see. It was a great statement as far as words go, but I'm not believing any of it until I see it. And you think about it, you see, how they want to, how are they wanting us to really believe that there's going to be changes at the club? We have a new direction when obviously we have rumors of Carlo Ancelotti being uh, the second choice to Pochettino. Uh, I don't know if you've heard that. Uh, it came out today or it was yesterday. Uh, and then he's being backed by Sir Alex Ferguson. It's like, no, you don't want to change. I mean, I don't, I really don't. How many jobs has Carlo Ancelotti had in the past? What? Since he's won. I mean, yes, he had Madrid. And he won with the Madrid, but off of Zidane, right? Or was he before? He was before or after Zidane? After. He was after, right? He won. Yes, he won a Liga. But then what happened? He got sacked. Where did he go after that? Everton, right? He's, yeah, but I, I think we can't poop with the fact that the guys he's had a great career. He's a good coach. I, I, I just I think for me and, and everyone else, you could bring in Pep Guardiola and Klopp and Klopp. It's not gonna fix the club. That's not we we it's not an overhaul, but I just think anyone that comes in how do I explain this is just my opinion. I and I don't because I don't want to ever come across as sounding like Ole was this horrible person. I don't think he was a horrible person. I don't think he didn't try. I also don't think that he didn't want to win everything. I think he wanted to win everything at the club because he's a Manchester United man through and through. But he was a part of kind of, I want to say, a dysfunction on the pitch. Off the pitch, everybody loved it, having a good time. Everybody's happy. I just didn't think there was a football structure. That's the first part. That's three years ingrained in these players thinking, one, I'm going to come in and have a crappy game, and I'm still going to play the next week. I think Ragnick's changing that. Two, players basically doing whatever the hell they want to do for 90 minutes, passing the ball, being out of position, no press, no defensive heart, no nothing for Mm -hmm. three years, another thing. And then lastly, the accountability of the inconsistency. I think those things – all are still kind of need to be dusted off of those players that are there. He still won things, not trophies, but he still got third place, second place. That's good. That's, that's good for a coach who's never won anything big. In my Mm -hmm. opinion, it's not great. I don't like it. I was happy that he left, but that's good for someone who's won at Molda and got a, got a club relegated. That's that's a good job. Not a great job, but a good job. But what I'm saying is the next coach that comes in, is he going to be able to put his systems in play is he going to be able to get the players that he wants? Is he going to have to play players? I don't I don't think Ragnick wants to play Ronaldo every week. I think he wants to have Aaron Holland come in next season for $75 million and get him up front. Mm-hmm. Well, what club would he, right? Yeah, so, you know, but can you do that if Ronaldo's getting five hundred grand a week and he's selling out every T-shirt that you've ever had? I mean, can you? Are they Are they saying to him, hey, we need you to play this guy? When you play him... The, the jersey sales go up. When he sits on the bench, they go down. It's it's a monetizing thing. He's got 400 million followers on Instagram. They all want to see him play. They all want to see him score. It's good for us. The, can you play him? So whoever comes in, Tin Hag, Poch, Angelotti, they're all going to have a little bit hanging over him. And that's kind of why I'm hoping that they will allow 
Ragnick to sit upstairs and say, I know these kids. I know that guy. That kid, if, if he had that week of practice like that, don't play him. If he's if he's acting like this, he's not ready to go. Oh, yeah, he had a great practice on the U23s, brought him up, give him a shot. I think if you allow Ragnick to kind of help cultivate that new culture of young, energetic, fresh, mm. hungry, don't have the big contracts to your point, I think if you let him help with that maturation, he's already proven that he's done it at other clubs. <coughs> Why not let whoever it is come in and out? I think it might be a little bit easier for them to kind of adjust into a huge job because I just think it's going to be hard for whoever comes in. Well, I mean, yeah, because the structure's not there. We're dealing with people that don't know what the fuck they're talking, doing. And right. this gets in my next, this gets in my next topic is the Darren Fletcher thing. I know he also did a little interview kind of thing. And um, he's the technical director, whatever the fuck that is. Uh, but he gives his advice on the first team and the academy and blah, 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 blah. And I know you've been saying it for a while. Do we hold, okay, excuse me, let me let me think about how I want to say this. Because I don't want, I still believe in the United DNA, you know, excuse me. Ex-United players coming in, being a part of the club at, and coaching or involved in, in the youth programs and whatnot. Does Manchester United need to move away from the Sir Alex Ferguson mentality? Oh, man, it pains me to say it, right? If <laughs> I know you I know you can say it really easy, but I can't. Because, I, you know, again, United DNA. Do, is that the, the, the path that we need to go and in having Darren Fletcher in this technical director uh, position, is it holding on to the past? Yeah, and I mean, all you have to do is just look at this. This is the thing. This, and, and Roy Keane said it best. And I hate him as a and as an analyst what? most days. Rookie's the best man. I love Roy Keane. Mo- most days, I think he's just looking for a soundbite. But that's just being a whole other topic. I honestly think if your pedigree is there, so like again. <laughs> You said Darren Fletcher. What was Darren Fletcher doing before he got the job? Mm. Wasn't he wasn't doing anything. What was Ole Gunnar Solskjaer doing before he got the job? Molda. He was being relegated and coached Molda. You know, you can't. It's no discredit to who they are as a man and what they've already previously done for the club. But this is this is Manchester United. This is not okay, hey buddy. Come to the country club and help us out with the the Sunday League soccer team. That's how we're running things. So it's not, again, I don't want to give it away because you haven't seen the Rooney documentary, but you've got to watch it just from the standpoint of looking at the writing being on the wall and Rooney seeing what was bound to happen, and it's it's what's happening. We It's not wait, a buddy, wait, buddy You bring it up. Wait, what channel is this on? So it's on Amazon. Wayne Rooney does the documentary. Prime? It's Amazon. I think it might not even be Prime. It might just be Amazon. Um, it's decent. Then he should have dig a little bit deeper into his into his history. But he basically gets to the point where a lot of fans fell off with him because he wanted to leave the club. It's 2010. He I wants to that. leave. The reason, reason, but he says the reason behind that is you let Tevez go because you didn't you didn't want to give him the contract. You let Ronaldo go, so it's just me. I'm the only superstar at the club. 
and you still have Neville there. You still have a lot of other players who are still there. And even he and Neville says Rooney was the only star. So Rooney walks into Sir Alex Ferguson's office and he says, who are you going to bring in here that's going to help me? And you know what Sir Alex Ferguson said? Get the fuck out. And Rooney said it was at that, that point he knew the club had no interest in trying to win things. And he said the proof was in the pudding because five years later, Sir Alex Ferguson got the hell out of there too. Or sorry, sorry, three years later, Sir Alex Ferguson got the hell out of there too because he too saw the writing on the wall that these guys were not trying to win championships and weren't trying to bring the best players to the club. So you you have that mentality of those guys, and Sir Alex included. That's why when you said that last comment about Sir Alex, he has he has every right to have a statue, a trophy, mm-hmm. a, a, a part of the stadium named after him, but he should never be involved in any of the football decisions ever again. If he's on the board, it should be because it's a charitable fund for kids, yeah. and he wants to be a part of it to take pictures or whatever. He should have no more decisions in the club as far as I'm concerned. You've had a great run. I think the best the Prim's ever seen. But you knew you were damning the club by backing these spineless owners that we have right now. Because if he would have came out and said something, if he would have came out and said, damn these guys, they're horrible, I'm leaving, which he wind up doing anyways, I think the fans would have been able to storm that place and take it over, and they would have never been able to come in with the buyout. It's just me. I just think the fans got behind it because he did. And once it was supported, everything went through. So, you know, it doesn't tarnish his legacy because United is going to be going on way before after all of us Mm -hmm. are dead. But it's definitely a chink in the armor, in my opinion. And I I love the fact that Rooney didn't spend a lot of time on it, but he showed. He said it. She showed and said what I've been saying forever. And we've we've done it. Mm -hmm. We do it all the time. That's why I love the club. We always get the best players because the best players want to play with the best players. That's how it, That's how you win championships. You can't bring Schweinsteiger in by himself and he's going to do it. You can't bring Pogba in by himself and he's going to do it. You got to put ten to twenty dope, amazing, athletic, talented people with a good coach, and then it works. I.e. Liverpool, Manchester City, Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, Barcelona are trying to get back to that. All of these clubs have had great players in, in their in their midst. So, you know, it, 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 it pains me to see the fact that these, these guys did so many great things for the club as players, and then they're allowed to come back and run in positions that they have no business running at this club. Do it on a low go to MLS and do it. Go to Australia and do it and be productive and then work your way up to the Dutch League and then work your way up to France and then work your way up to La Liga, and then come to the Prim. Don't just you don't you don't just deserve to get a job at the best club in the world because you played there. That's not how it works. And and I think they do it on purpose because they pull at our heartstrings because we say, oh, we I love that guy. Mm-hmm. He was so great in a shirt, you know. So you're not going to say anything negative to him because he used to play for the club. So it, it's really unfortunate. I, I hate to see it because it then it drives the fans kind of apart from each other, and that that part's unfortunate. Um, and so I, I just I hope that they get away from that model. Uh, and if they want to have them there again, there's U teams, there's U twenty threes, there's the women's team. There's so many other outlets for those guys to be coaching at. But for them to be on the senior squad and helping out, mm-hmm. they, they've got no business doing that. 
thought about just the comments about Rooney, what he said. We did bring Dimitar Berbatov in after all, right? To replace him, and he wasn't too bad. And we've also brought in Robin Van Persie, right? And that was, again, the 2013 when we won the championship. When he Great left, player, when Charles left. Right, and that's what I'm saying. You, We should have never... If if Cristiano Ronaldo and I and I know what your answer is going to be if he walked in your office and he said hey boss listen I want to go to Real Madrid you and I would have said here's a check write the number down you're staying here until you're 30 year 37 years old or whatever he is now you let me know what you want to do you need a house you go pick out the land you figure out where you want to well, stay and build it you would have done anything well, in your power. Apparently, I mean, if you, if you, I mean, if, I know if you, um, and watched I think it's Sir Alex documentary. Uh, Ronaldo wanted to go after he won the Champions League in eight oh eight or right, and he stayed on a year. Sir Alex begged him, after and stayed on that year. Then again, we went to the Champions League final in oh nine, um, and then he left because Sir Alex said because he always wanted to go to Madrid. I don't think you're changing Ronaldo's mind to not to go to Madrid. Listen. I would have figured out whatever that kid, whatever he, hey, you got a fetish for fast cars, I'll get you 18 of them. You, you got a thing for, you, you like that type of food, I'll, I'll get you a farm, we'll grow it out there. I was gonna, I, I would make it happen. My thing is it, the same thing with Tevez. Famous goal Tevez scores against Manchester City, scores the goal, looks right up to the board, takes his ear like this and points it up to the board and, li- and says, listen to the crowd screaming for me mm-hmm. not for you guys for me and what do they do they let him go to our rival and rip it up and and damn near win the whole damn thing the the club again i love the club i love the team love sir alex Ferguson, one of the greatest to ever do it the greatest not mm-hmm. one of he's the greatest but when you let bankers and accountants run the club and pull out dividends that they shouldn't be pulling out they're looking at it going, well, we spent the money. I'll do whatever the hell I want to do. I don't care about you guys supporting and watching and talking about the games and loving the you know, the, the players. They, they don't, I don't care. I want my money. We'll get Champions League and we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. So structure just broke. Sir Alex Ferguson always went for the dogs. Who's the best? Pay him the most. Go get him. Let's win the league again. We go again next year. And you had your Parky Sungs, and you had your 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 Nicky Butts, and you had your 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 players that were you know average, but they busted their butt. Why? Because I got Roy Keane breathing down my neck, saying if I don't pass the ball correctly, I'm going to be sitting my butt on the bench, mm-hmm. holding people accountable. So I had my superstars, right? There was a mix, an even balance. So they've gotten away from that, and they just said, okay, who makes the most? marketable for us who's the biggest name for us let's get a bunch of cadillacs and put them out there you got to have a couple toyotas you got to have a couple of kia sophia's you got to have a couple of guys out there that just want to bang around and make stuff happen you buy a bunch of cadillacs it's not going to work somebody's got to play defense somebody has to have some grit that comes from the top all the way down to the bottom so 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 you know like i said I, I understand why you want to give a guy a chance who's made your club great. I think mm-hmm. I think York's trying to get his coaching badges. Let them coach at the U18s. Let them coach U23s. Let them coach the women's team. That, that's a big deal. Let them do that, develop themselves, get themselves into a position where we can see that there's some a solid foundation of them winning and doing great things. Then bring them on as a mentor. Let them mm-hmm. watch how it's ran by someone that knows what they're doing. 
and then maybe they might get a chance to get the job. But you don't get the job just based off your name. That's it pulls at the heartstrings. When you saw Ole, did you not uh, think to yourself, "This is the coolest thing ever"? He's free. Is our freaking coach? You know, I don't I know if you. Cool. I, I, I don't know if you remember. I'm like this. Uh, this is. I thought it was cool. I know, but when like, when, oh, he, look, when he started winning games, cool. what did I say on the, on this podcast? What I say? It's probably the worst thing that can happen to us because they're going to give him the job. And and again, once once you see the tactics, <laughs> I'm just talking about the initial. Yeah. News. Oh yeah. Ole. Okay. Ole Ronaldo. coming in. Yeah. When anyone comes back to the club, we all get gassed. When Ronaldo came back, I never said. He's only going to score ten goals. I never said that. Well, no, because Ronaldo scored with thirty something goals last year. So Ole and Ronaldo comparison are two totally different things. I mean, I I'm just I thought saying, I mean, I'm just the allure of an ex player coming back. It's always mm-hmm. for me for my heart because I got yeah, to watch the reason we for, for Ronaldo we've not had a number seven. We've not had a number seven wear that shirt, wear that jersey, and actually do something with it. Since Ronaldo's left, but before then, we, before then we had Beckham, and then we had Cantona, and then who do we have um, before that? I mean, we did countless players that actually did something with that shirt. So yes, the Ronaldo thing, and yes, we're, but he was banging in goals in City A last year. So I mean, the the the, the Ole thing and the Ronaldo, two totally different things. Because I hated the fact that Ole was winning. I'm like fuck, dude. You're not. Oh. You're not getting what I'm saying. I'm. I'm saying. I understand the, the nostalgia. It's, the nostalgia. It's the yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yes. I'm not comparing the two yeah. players at all. They're they're on different atmospheres. I'm just saying, <coughs> when you bring back an ex player, it it pulls the fans apart. I don't think. I don't think a lot of fans would be like, "Oh, Darren Fletcher. Oh my God, he was fucking. He's saying. such a great and player." It, no, I mean, shit. He's like a Darren Gibson. I always got him and Darren Gibson mixed up because they were utility players. You know. You know. <laughs> it's, it's true, but it's they just wore like, the red. Oh they man, Darren Fletcher! Oh, Darren Fletcher's coming back to the club. Oh no, I mean, he's all, he's all right. You know, it's like John O'Shea. Uh, it's like Kim and the the what is the, the 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 girl that she's on the fuck. What is his name? Evans, remember. Johnny Evans, right? Johnny Evans is still playing with uh, Lester. His wife uh, does a podcast for Manchester United. Uh, it's like. Are they? I mean, are they? Were they? They were really Manchester legends, you know. They just play for the club. I mean, I mean, you look at how many players just played for the club. I mean, I'm like, oh man, he played for the club. Because, but we always remember, yes, if a Neville came back, okay, yes, I can understand. If a Roy Keane came back, I can understand. But Darren Fletcher, I don't, I don't understand that. Again, again, Roy Keane as a what? He, we've seen him. No, 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 no. I don't know. No, again, I'm not saying. It's, I'm talking about the stature of the player. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's get on to some more serious topics, CC, um, because it's kind of we'll, we'll do our Manchester City uh, uh, predictions here. But uh, obviously with what's going on in Ukraine, um, there's several things that happened that has happened in the world football, of, when, the world of football that actually has an effect somewhat on uh, what's we could say what's um, happening with Russia. Um, obviously, Manchester United pulling their sponsorships, right? Aeroflight, Aeroflot. What is it? Is that, is that how you say it? The yeah. major, um, the major airline company, I think, in uh, in Russia, they pulled their. You know, said, no, you know what? We're not going. We don't need your sponsorship money. Go, you know, whatever. Um, FIFA and UEFA also saying to Russia. 
sorry, we're not going to, any Champions League competitions or World Cup, World Cup, World Cup qualification matches, uh, you're not in it anymore. Um, and then, and then against the the sanctions against uh, that are I think are, are pending. They're 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 looming. I'm sorry, looming for Roman Abramovich and how he's kind of you know coming on this PR spin about he's giving up control to this charitable group. Blah blah blah. He just wants to make sure his assets aren't frozen in uh, in England to where he, you know whatever monies that he makes from the club from selling it that he can actually come back to him because I think. Uh, it's the evaluation for Chelsea. Was it three billion? I want to say. Did you see three it? Three billion. ESPN three billion? said four, but three. And he's dropped the price on that to two point five. Really? He's dropped the so because yeah. because he said any profits made from what he purchased, I guess any profits made was going to go to some um, some charity or whatever. So if he's dropping the price, that means that means he's. I mean, nobody's going to do business with him. Exactly. Uh, and. How does it okay? How does this whole conflict? I know we don't. I mean, I know football is a tiny factor, tiny, 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 tiny factor of what's actually happening in Ukraine right now. I mean, I mean, we've had conflict for years and years and years. So, I mean, this is the most recent. Uh, we've had conflict in Iraq, Iran, um, um, <clears throat> Iran, um, but it seems like. You know, those uh, in Afghanistan, those things, it seems like those conflicts kind of went under um, under the radar. You know, people didn't really say much or do much about it, which is unfortunate. I mean, because innocent people were still getting killed. Uh, but, you know, this is a conflict that we have, uh, the Ukraine conflict. And I think I know your answer, but I just had to ask it. Is FIFA and UEFA right for doing what they what they are to the to the people? I'm, again, because I'm just kind of distinguish both of them, the government of, Mos- of, of Russia and the people of Russia are two totally separate entities, right? Are they doing the correct thing of taking away football for the people? Because what you, I don't, what I see when we're sanctioning all this, I think, um, you know, air, air, people from Russia can't travel into Europe. People from Russia can't travel to the United States. Um, you know, banks, their banking system that are affecting the people of Russia. What I don't want is to piss off <coughs> the people of Russia well, because we're trying to hurt their 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 administration, right? You want to galvanize the, the, the base to piss off, you know, to get pissed off at you as well, to support their oligarch or to support their dictator? I, I, I don't, I, I'm kind of... I understand what they're doing to Abramovich, and I agree with that. But for the people of Russia, I, I, I don't I don't know if that's a good if that's for what football's doing. I don't know if that's um, a good uh, a good way to bring peace. I guess. there you go. That's so are you? I, I'm trying to understand your question. So are you saying is it uh, is it wrong for FIFA to not allow the Russian players to play under the flag? No, what I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm, well, yeah, because okay. I think FIFA, I think FIFA is a bunch of bull crap. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they, we're having a fucking, we're having a World Cup in Qatar, and they don't really give a fuck about all the all the human rights violations that the Qataris made have, have I mean have been made ma- have made to to have the World Cup in Qatar, right? I mean, we could, I mean, there's been countless documentaries right, but- and. 
I also thought that they were they were told that yes, the Russians can't might not be able to compete, but they can compete under a different flag, which is essentially they can still compete. So, I, See, that, I, I that, that I didn't hear about competing yeah, so under a different flag. What they've done. You you remember you remember how it was with the Winter Olympics and they had the doping issue with the Russians. The ROC, some bullshit like that. So basically, what they said was you can you can't compete for Russia, Mother Russia, but you can compete under a different flag. Because Russia is known and is still feeding money to these big IOC and FIFA and mm-hmm. UEFA. They feed them money, i.e. Abramovich. All of those guys are feeding in money to these big corporations or systems, whatever you want to call it. So FIFA coming out and saying, You're, we're not going to mm-hmm. play you, it's bull, it's bull crap. Because these other countries have basically said, well, what we're going to go ahead and do is not play, which basically they have to now forfeit, which means those Russian players will benefit from, you know, a draw or not a draw, but from them uh, basically saying they, they forfeit. So I'm, you're going to, it's going to be very hard for me to give FIFA any kind of credit ever. Um, I think those guys are corrupt. I think UEFA is the same. Um, they've been caught before. They will get caught again. But this is another instance where, you know, I look at things and say, if if you're going to be legit about it, if everyone across the world is sanctioning these guys, as unfortunate as it is, you are a part of that republic. You're going to have to take those same consequences. And hopefully, hopefully what winds up happening is those players speak out. And if Putin is supposed to be a president, we all know he's not. We all know he's a dictator. But if they come out and say, hey, it's unfair that we can't play in the World Cup. It's unfair that we can't complete in the games. And they come to him and they say that. I think that's a stronger message. So FIFA could have done something great, and they did what they normally do. They took the money and basically said, "Well, you can compete, but just not under our flag, under the Russian flag." So, no, I, I'd be very hard pressed to ever give them any kind of credit. I think they're corrupt as all get out. Um, it's unfortunate the, the folks that run it, um, but no, I, I don't. I feel bad for the Russians for for one thing and one thing only, and, and I, it, for me, it's. The folks that are there who mm-hmm. don't want them to invade, who have Ukrainian friends and husbands, and are married to Ukrainians, and 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 these things are going to continue to happen because mm-hmm. we know uh, that idiot over there is not going to stop doing what he's doing. So that's the part I feel bad from. For from a soccer standpoint, it, it's a, it's money. It's all about cash. If you got it, we'll take it. We'll mm-hmm. fix whatever we got to fix. You can play under this Soviet. Whatever I don't remember what it was for Sochi, but it was a different flag, and that was how they were able to still compete. So, no, I don't feel bad for the players. It would have been a great message for for FIFA to say, Russia's not competing. You're out. You were eliminated. You're done. Then the players go to Putin and say, hey, man, what the hell? And now you got multimillionaires, because some of them are. So there, there's some great Russian players around the world. It's a great team mm-hmm. that come at him and put pressure on him and say, hey, we want to compete. We want to play. What you're doing is wrong. Stop so we can play and stop killing people. That would have been a great message. No one's done that. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not. FIFA gets no love from me. They they they, they look spineless again. Yeah. Which I was I wasn't wasn't shocked at all. Well, I mean, I again I didn't know about this whole flag thing. Uh, thank you for clarifying that. Uh, but they did pull Champions League out of St. Petersburg. Am I correct? You wafered it. 
Yeah, but I think that's more of a danger thing because what if Ukraine strikes back and now we got dead players? I mean, you, yeah. there's nothing that they were gonna do when he when he threatened. Mm-hmm. There was no other choice but for the world to say to keep the lives of Ukrainians, Turkish, English, whoever makes it, to keep those lives safe. We yeah. have to move it. So that's a no-brainer. That's a that's a slam dunk for me. When they met Friday, I wasn't expecting anything other than they've got to move the final. Do, does Russia lose some money? Yeah, they're going to lose some cash based off of it, but it's not the end of the world for them, one. Yeah. And two, that's a safety risk and, 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 a, and a hazard in and of itself because you're literally you're literally at war. So hmm. I didn't expect anything different from that. My, yeah, my main thing is if you've got someone that's doing something stupid as he's doing, you got to put pressure on them, and that's what those sanctions are. But the ultimate pressure, the ultimate how do people get over things, how do people get through tragedy is through sport. So, yes, you said it earlier, soccer is minute in a sense, but really it's a huge deal. It's a huge deal well, that, for that, us. That, 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 that's what I was getting at. We have 9-11 or we have any kind of tragedy bombing. When we are able to play our sports again, it galvanizes people. It mm-hmm. brings them back to their feet. It makes us feel like we're normal again. So, yes, it may be minute in the sense of lives, but it's something that we need. But and that's I'm sure what the Russian that, people that, feel the exact same way. That's what I was getting at to where <clears> – <throat> By taking the sport away from them, again, you just clarified about what's happening with the, the teams. Um, would that help galvanize on the other a negative way? That that's the only that's that's what I was trying to get at. I honestly think you're going to have people of Russia who mm-hmm. support this guy and think he's doing the greatest thing because they think that's their land. I honestly think that mm-hmm. they're the older regime, the older generation, the boomers, the boomers. <laughs> they're always going to support him. <laughs> They love what he's no doing. No offense, Boonerers, you got to listen to us. <laughs> hey, if they're over there, screw you, because they're doing, it's jacked up what they're doing. But it's the younger generation. They've been interviewed on CNN. I've seen them of these younger Russian kids crying because they have Ukrainian friends. They have Ukrainian husbands. They do not want this to continue mm-hmm. to happen. That that though, It's, it's going to be a split down the middle. I mean, even in our country, you'll hear people say out loud, what he's doing over there is great. I just listened to the, the last, the, the idiot that was in office before the, the president, the actual president that we have now, speak about this in front of a group of people, and everyone clapped because he said he was doing a great job. So there's always going to be a divide of people who, in my opinion, have a good heart and want to do good things, and then the latter that just go, let's keep this money machine rolling, let's get what take back what's ours by any means mm-hmm. necessary, even if it's not. Um, because we believe in the the, the, the oligarch or the the what the Kremlin or whatever that whatever the hell they do nationalism. I think you're talking about that, right. So we need to we need to bring that side. It's, it's make Russia was it make Russia great again? <laughs> yes, there's always going to be that half which is, is make weird the Soviet Union great again. That that's that's always going to exist. So I feel bad for the people there that want this to stop, but. No, the best thing they could have done for FIFA could have just said, you're out. Everything you guys do, we don't want to touch it. We don't want you there. We don't want you around. But they're not, because why? <clears throat> Russia's pumping that cash in. Mm-hmm. They're not going to stop. They're just going to tell them, they... go ahead. What do you think? Okay, let's move on let's real quick, because we, we kind of need to <clears throat> get uh, close this out uh, and get to our predictions. How do you think the Abramovich sell of Chelsea or, I mean, if he's going to sell, who knows if the deal's going to go through with England putting the sanctions on, on Abramovich and holding all his assets, I guess. 
How do, how will that affect the, the club? I think it will affect the club greatly, <clears throat> depending on what Sheik buys it. I mean, you, you get one of these Sheiks who's probably sitting on fifty billion themselves, and they're looking at this, you know, come get it all, all it all must go sale. It's going on in London. They're gonna flock to this mm-hmm. thing, and that's not good for us. It's not good for anyone else around us either, because. If they get money pumped in, and and you know how Abramovich he already was lethal because he's a multi-billionaire. If they get a sheik or someone like that that buys the club, they're gonna go on a run. They're already they already have great players, great goalkeeper, mm-hmm. decent structure, not great but decent structure. I don't like the way they fire <coughs> coaches. Like every time they fart, they fire the coach. I don't like that. But the proof's in the pudding as far as what these guys are winning. They were just in a final. They just won Champions League. They qualified for Champions League again. They probably will do this season. And this is off of a brand new coach they just brought in. So, mm-hmm. no, it, it, it is going to factor on who the buyer is. Um, there's no question that Sheiks look at this as a trophy to kind of brag about to their friends. Yes, I own this club in London. You know, it's great. The fans are great. A lot of history, blah, blah, blah. So, I think it's going to depend on who your buyer is. Mm-hmm. And then you have to kind of look at that history. Most billionaires aren't the best people, but I'm not damning them all. I don't think Mark Cuban's this horrible person that owns the Mavericks and he's just sitting there twiddling his fingers to see how he can you know, make the world corrupt. I don't believe that. I think there are good people who have a lot of money. Uh, I just think for the most part, most of the sheiks, the, 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 the thought process is that they're not the best. The money, we don't really know where it's coming from or how they got it. So... Just depends. It depends on who comes in and, and who buys it and, and, and what they want to do with it. And uh, it, it could be a bad thing. could be a great thing. Get a great owner who has no structure and has no direction and yeah. runs the club into the ground. But, uh, you know, it just depends. On a scale of 1 to 10, Abramovich, if he, I mean, obviously selling, how well would you grade him as, a, as an owner? He's got to get an 8. I, would, I mean, I agree. I was going up like that higher Multiple eight championships. Yeah, I think two Champions Leagues. I think he changed the culture of Chelsea, right? Changed would you agree? I agree with that ten thousand percent. Yeah, you know, you're you're talking about you know owner, not person. Yeah, you got to go eight. You got to go nine. I mean, I, Chelsea's a good club, but he made him a great club. He he put him in that conversation with. He was willing to know, do what he needed to happen to win, right? I think absolutely cutthroat. Absolutely. And like you said about the managers, uh, I think he was cutthroat. He wanted to win. Uh, he wanted the prestige of winning. He didn't need the money. He's a billionaire already. I think the prestige of winning um, was uh, intoxicating to him. Absolutely. And, and, he, and, he, and he did what he, he, he needed to do. <clears throat> Granted, he was should have gave some, some coaches more time. But what he didn't do was not help the coaches. Not provide them with the tools they, they needed. So, yeah, eight, I go eight and a half, nine almost as an owner. Yeah. Especially, think about it, he took over what in 2004? Was it four? Because they, I know they won league in four. I'm not, I'm not Maybe sure. Maybe 2003, 2004, somewhere in there. Good run for him. But obviously, with his ties to Putin, <coughs> he's a bad person. Anyways, uh, let's get to let's get to some lineup uh, predictions. DC, who do you think uh, we have City on Sunday? Thank God it's a good time. I think it's ten thirty Central time. Um, 
Who do you think we start? And give me your prediction. Yeah, I so I think I think we say Diego. I don't I don't think Wambasaka is going to play in this game. I think we want to at least try to. You know what? I take that back. I take that back. I'm going to go Aaron. I'm going to go Aaron, and I'm and I'm going to why. I'm going yes. I think they know. I think he knows they're going to control the ball. So I'm going to go Aaron. Aaron against Sterling. It's a great matchup. He controls so Sterling go, last time they played. Remember exactly, yeah. exactly. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go Sterling. Uh, McGuire spoke about that earlier. Mm. I just think he was resting him. He's going to play him. He's going to get the captain's armband. Varan. Ah, I hope he doesn't go Luke Shaw. He's just not in good form. I really want Tellus to play. I'm going to go Tellus. I'm going to speak it into existence. I'm going to go Tellus. Um, I'm going to go. Oh, Pogba. I hate to say it. <laughs> I'm gonna go Pogba. I hate to say it, you're a Pogba fan. I don't. I don't want him to play deep. I don't. And you can't. You can't put. You can't play him ahead of my the, my next guy that I'm gonna put up front. So I'm gonna go Pogba, Scott, Bruno, Sancho, Ronaldo, and Alanga. And I just don't want to see him playing deep. I know he tried it. The only reason why he tried to play didn't try. He played uh, Pogba so high up is because he knew we were going to possess the ball, which we did at 63% clip. That's not going to happen this Sunday, guys. We might have it 30, 40 if we're lucky. They are going to control possession. We're going to have to be a counterattacking team. So I don't want to see him in that position. I'd rather see Mm -hmm. Scott McTominay and Fred play in the double pivot and then have Bruno ahead of them and then bring Pogba off the bench once those guys get tired. Mm -hmm. Put him on the left or the right for Ilanga or Sancho. Pick your poison. That's what I'd rather see, because mm-hmm. uh, what I can see happening is as good as City presses, Pogba loses the ball in transition, City go on the break, everyone kills Pogba. So, so I would rather him not start. I would rather do Scott McFred because he's going to play defensively anyways, and then bring Pogba in again as a super sub. I, I I would much rather see that than have him lose the ball deep. And that that drives me, and I love Pogba, but it, that drives me nuts. So that don't, my, my don't baby him. That, I mean, he's a professional. You see, he's yeah, twenty he's twenty eight years player. old. Come on, man. He's he's, 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 he's this world class player. You see, come on. Don't baby him. Don't baby him. Don't baby. Don't baby him. Don't baby him. He's a world class player. World class player. You see, world class. He's not a player then. And then, then, I, and then I predict us to lose two nothing. Eesh. I think what'll wind up happening is that's things. Once, well, I mean, it, it could be five, but I think Ragnick's going to play extremely defensive mm-hmm. after he tries from the jump. I think from the jump we're going to go at him. I really do. I really think he's going to say they're not going to see it coming. Go at him. They're not going to care. They're going to pass through us like butter. They'll score that first goal. Then I think he'll say, "All right, Plan B. Let's roll this back." Three at the back, two wing backs, something. He's gonna try something different um, once once they score that first goal. That's what I think is gonna happen. Hmm. So two nothing, they win. Um, yeah, that's that's my score prediction as well. Man, you see, you just gave me a, you just gave me a, made me fart my brain right now. You said two wing backs. <laughs> if he switches it up, because I think he's gonna go four two three one. Well, that's what I was kind of like now. So what if he goes, what if? I'm not saying it is, but because I like your lineup. Without minus Pogba, it's going to be McFred. And minus Tez, it'll be Shaw. But the rest of the team um, is is what I 
if I predict it. But let's go with this prediction. Back three, it'll be Varane, Maguire, and Lindelof. Your wing backs, Diego and Tejas. Your five. Up top, you have Ronaldo, Sancho, and Elanga, right? Where am I at? Eight, right there? Yep. Nine. So I need two more midfielders, right? Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're, are you, you're doing five, two, three, or five. Yeah. Five, three, two is what you're running right now. Three. I think. Yeah, five. You'd have five back two, three. players. Three in the midfield, two up top. And then we go with the um, McTominay Bruno in the midfield. Okay. I think that can defensively help you out, but also give you attacking prowess going forward, especially for providing to your outlets and Sancho Ilanga and hopefully hopefully Ronaldo. But what you're going to ask is you're going to ask Bruno to obviously play more defensively. Uh, And he needs to get tracked back a lot more. Than what he's used to, I think. If 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 that's the, it's a lot. I mean, in my opinion, it's a logical logical position. I think it gives yourself defensive coverage, um, and when they attack, especially with the three center backs that are experienced, but it also gives you more offense on the wing backs with Delot and Teas that can actually get the crosses in, get you know get 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 forward more than what you would do with um, with Shaw. Especially with Shaw's form, and then obviously with the Aaron uh, lack thereof with Aaron. Yes, he's great defensively, but if you go a five-two-three, uh, I think you can you can you can attack them and withhold with and withhold them defensively. Um, being said, depending on that, depending on what they do, um, you see, you know, we're playing at the Etihad, right? Yep. I'm gonna go against the grain on you, EC. I don't know. I think we have we bring a little uh, Ole Ole gonna social luck, you know. With it, it's Ole time or it's Sir Alex Fergie or Fergie time. Uh, let's go with the two one United. Wow, that's, let's I'm shake up the world. Um, what is it? I'm 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 what's it? On a jet plane? No, that's not the way the song goes, right? I'm leaving on a jet plane, not a dream on a jet plane. Never mind. Never mind. Again, I don't know. I don't know haikus. I don't know. I don't know puns. I don't know songs either, guys. So I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you made you just made every Liverpool fan in the world happy and made it a better race. So it could be on. I mean, if they if we win, that Liverpool will only be three points off the lead. So. I haven't seen a title race in the Prem for quite some time. Well, we need to win, you see. That's the whole thing. Because if we lose to if we lose to City, and this is the thing. I mean, this is what the players need to fucking understand. If we lose to City, in the next four matches, if we lose all of them, we're done. Top, top four is done. Done. So we need it. We need to win, period. You know, I mean, if, if I'm that coach... You're going to probably not like me for this, but I'm telling them to, at best, get a draw. If you can just go there and nick a goal, just one, and play defense, because we're not we're not on their atmosphere. They're on a, they're on Pluto, man. Mm-hmm. 
and they're playing. Well, you know what? You should, as a coach, then you should have fucking done a better job against Watford. You should have done a better good job against every other fucking team that you had in, in January and, think, and February. So you have to go for it. I think Ragnick did everything he could do in the Watford game, in my personal opinion. No. I don't think Ragnick could have scored that goal for Ronaldo. I don't think Ragnick could have made Bruno pass the ball to Ronaldo when he was open. I don't think Ragnick could have made uh, Alanga score that goal he should have scored. I mean, there's only so much the coach can do. That's what he always said about Ole, right? Ole, to me, had no tactics. Mm-hmm. There was no pattern to play. There was no decision-making. It was the players. Mm-hmm. The players. No, exactly. The underlying factors that we always been I've always said and you always defend them is the players the fucking players need to I'm sorry to curse you see I know I, haven't, I really haven't cursed all day um but now you know I'm getting pissed is <laughs> the fact of the underlying players it's the fact that the players ain't producing on the pitch period if they're these these idiots that have no heart all of them no heart and they're screwing our club up. So now you need to win it. You, we need to win at Man City. We need to win at Tottenham. If you want to get top four. And the top, and top four is our goal. We're Manchester fucking United. And I don't know what you say. We haven't been Manchester United since 2013. No. Nah. We have we haven't. That's well, we okay. Have well, then, then, they regular, and then we're middle of the table. We're freaking. We're. Uh, who are we? We're, we're Everton. I'm sorry. Now we're Everton. Oh, we're going to play for Europa? I'd rather not even be in Europa. I honestly think that the players, to your point, were the ones that drug us to third and second place. I don't think it was Ole at all. I really don't. Okay. That's why That's why he got fired. All right, you see. All right. If he'd have won something, you could have an argument. But he won zero. The whole time he was here. And, oh, but the same players are getting his dick now when we won second place last year. I think those same players have to be held accountable. For what they're doing this season. I'm not disagreeing with you. But mm-hmm. I do not agree that the players sucked ass when they got third and second place with a horrible coach. It's not. But it's they're the same players. Like, they're the same players that are sucking ass now. And and like that's why. I same. It's, it's that, that's the constant, that's right? That's a constant. Ole hasn't been here in how many weeks? 20 weeks? That's why. I'm but the players are still here and they suck balls. That's This is why I'm saying to you. And Ragnick, Ragnick, Ragnick. Okay. I think that Ragnick's doing a great job. I think Ragnick, if you nah. look at the chances that we're creating, the players, to your nah. point, are not putting the ball in the back of the net. That's nothing. He's, he can't do anything else. The common denominator. So I, I, I look at it uh, differently. I, I, I know where Manchester United City is. They're in a different time zone than us. Spurs are on our level because Spurs will give you a great game, then they'll give you a stinker. And they'll give you a great game. They'll give you a stinker. So that's us. That's who we are. That's you could be Watford. Honest. No, no. Yes. And who did who did Spurs lose to just the other day? Middlesbrough. Same team we lost to. That's who they are. That's who we are. We're a great team. Then we then we're trash. Then we're a great team. Then we're trash. What great that's team? We the are. only great team is that we 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 had a good game was four two at Leeds, and then Leeds gets trashed by who? And they get to fire their manager. Come on, EC. Come on, EC. Come on. I know you're. I know you're smarter than this. That's my personal opinion. We one nil. One nil. One one. One one. One one. One one. One one. Or we lose this. We lose this on penalties. Oh, one one. One one. Nil nil. And then. I just think if you look at the table, it's not lying. You're in a Champions League spot. That's because the team you have. With the team behind us. 
three games in hand. That's fine. They're not in. For, they're not in fourth. They're in fifth. I heard Arsenal fans all week talk about how they're going to do this. Do it. They will. If you win the league, do they it. They will. I don't want to hear. They're going to win the league. Stuff. That's great. You guys say you're going to do something. You've said it for years. Do it. That's my. That's my challenge to all Arsenal fans. All the crap they've been talking all week. You go out there and you do it. If you guys do it, I'll eat crow and say great job. But if not, I'm going to say that's exactly who you guys are. Mm. Losers. So I'm not. I'm not worried about Arsenal. Go out but there. Yeah, and but yeah, you want to go to Man City and draw? Yes. We're ten times worse than Man City. Not even close. <laughs> okay. All right. Not even close. If you go to the uh, FBI, <laughs> great job. Mm-hmm. Liverpool, same thing. Those. Those three, te- those two teams, and Chelsea, barring Chelsea, because I think they're in that right underneath that atmosphere, we're not anywhere close to that. Mm-hmm. It's not even. It's it's undo. That's undeniable. You don't. I know you don't think we're anywhere near those. No, teams. we're not. You see, but we have you to go at them. Your expectations. We have to go at them. A draw. Our loss. More like a. You, you, I'd rather go for a win and lose than go for a draw and lose. No, you're acting as if I'm saying that those clubs are bigger than our clubs as far as stature is concerned. No, I'm no, you, I'm, I'm going off what you said. I think Radnick's going to go in and going in for a draw. I say, no, 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 that's a fucked up mindset. That's what I'm telling you. That's what I'm I, debating. I, I, what I'm saying is a smart coach understands his players, knows. He's an incompetent coach because he drew nil nil to Watford then. I don't think he did. He created 22 chances <laughs> off of his tactics. You're now not blaming the players. Now you're blaming Ragnick. No, but I'm saying the coaches and the, the coaches and the players need to go for it. That's what I'm saying. Don't fucking go for a draw. Don't sit back. I'm not. I don't want to lose five nothing again. I'm sorry. I, 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 that's what they're capable of doing. And there's not very many teams in the league that can. What was your score prediction again? Your score prediction of what? They're going to win two nothing. Man, Man City. Absolutely. So you rather lose two nothing than rather, and then sat be, then, then sit back and then try to win. So you say no, man. They're gonna play defensively and get their shit kicked out of them two nil still. I would rather us win every game, <laughs> but I'm realistic and I know we can't. Okay, we can't man. win every game. I know. Okay, okay, okay. I know, I, we're going around in circles here. All right, you see, we need to wrap this up. I uh, it's good seeing you this week. I uh, hope everything's going well up there. You survived your uh, freeze, I believe, right? Uh, over the freeze. It was 80 degrees today. What? April, baby. San Diego weather. It was beautiful out. San Diego. San what does Diego San Diego mean? Diego. San Diego means what? Well, penis. The well, vagina or something. Like that. Is it vagina? <laughs> it might be vagina. It's one of the, it's, it's one of the anatomy. No, I think it's San Diego. He's like, no, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's one of them. Well... It's good to see you, my friend. And uh, we have City, and then we have next week. Who do we have? Shit, I think it's we're another tough team. There's no break. There's no time off for the next like month. No, I think we we have a we have a week off till we go back to Atletico. We have that long off. That was three weeks away. That's yeah, Tottenham. We had Tottenham Saturday, yeah. So we have a week, yeah. we have so a week, we gotta, we gotta a whole week again against Tottenham, and then from after Tottenham, then we have. It's during... a horrible run. <laughs> you, guys, uh, you want to uh, you want to hear uh, EC's? Let's sit back and and play defensively. 
We have Man City this weekend. Tottenham on the weekend of the 12th. Uh, we have Atletico Madrid on the Tuesday. Sit back there too, EC, right? And then, oh, shit, the yeah, Liverpool, Manchester, you met. Liverpool and City would be the only teams I'd sit back against. Those They're... are the only two of this run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because those teams are not on our level. Sit back, guys. Sit back. Sit back. Let's, let's park the bus. City. Let's park yes. the bus and, yes. and see what happens. Yes. With the, against for, those with... two teams, Liverpool and City, you are not on their – they're not in their league. They're in the Super League. You're in the Premier League. All right, see. Say goodnight to our – say goodnight to our, uh, our listeners. I love you guys. Great seeing you again. Hey, Seuss. Appreciate you guys for listening tuning in once again. It's always fun. Another great pod. See you guys next time. All right, guys. Take care. Uh, we'll see what our, how our score predictions come out. And uh, Lucky Diaz, where you at? Lucky was it was, just, it was so good. So it looks like they've got... What is this March 5th? So they just played today. Or yesterday, they just barely beat college. Probably played their fucking 23 team or something stupid. Uh, they got West Ham, Inter Milan in the Champions League. And they got Brighton, Arsenal. And they were the... Yeah, I think it's... Because they're not the FA Cup quarterfinals. 